The nail in the coffin! Welcome to the Nail in the Coffin. I'm Tom Valentino. He's Travis Yuley. It is episode number 85 of our weekly Cleveland sports podcast. Trav, how are you, buddy? Ocho Cinco. I am, I am doing fantastic, my man. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm uh, battling a little bit of a sore throat here, but I uh, got some cough drops, got something to drink, and I'm going to try to power through because yeah. this is the episode we've been talking about for a couple weeks now. I'm, I'm fired up about this, and I'm not going to let a, a little, uh, <laughs> being a little under the weather derail me. He's a trooper, folks. You're damn right I am. So, you know, we are, uh, we're winding down the dog days of the summer, and uh, we figured this would be a good week to uh, break uh, from the usual format here a little bit. So, uh, instead of talking about the week in Cleveland sports like we always do, uh, tonight we are going to talk about one of my other favorite subjects, and that is sports video games. And to help us along, we've got a guest, uh, our good buddy, John Warner. Johnny, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Tina, my man. Diddy runs the city. It's an honor and a privilege to be on the nail. You have to, I think you have to say uh, long-time listener, first-time guest. I think that's a rule <laughs> of these sorts of affairs. No, this thinking, is the first time. Long time, ever, long time, first time. First time I've ever listened to the show, to be honest. No, <laughs> Give us your stats, too. Uh, John Warner, uh, seven feet, 700 pounds, uh, nine foot wingspan. Dang. Yeah, where's the uh, Dan Patrick Dane there? <laughs> no, I was going to say, you know, you were like the Bob Sacamano of the nail. We, we've referenced you on here like so many times, but you've never actually been on the show. So uh, it's nice to finally have you on here. Well, that's the greatest compliment I think I've ever uh, been given there. So I'll Lo- take it. Lo- Lomez? What about Lomez? He was, a, he was always solid, too. <laughs> Jay Riemann Schneider. Uh. Uh, anyway. Well, you know, if, if the whole sports uh, video games thing doesn't work out, maybe we could talk Seinfeld movies that never were with uh, Rochelle Rochelle and uh, Agent Zero and all the Death others. Blow. Death blow. Oh man, I'm missing the death blow. <laughs> How'd you forget death blow. <laughs> All right, no, let's uh, let's talk sports video games. You know, I I will say I want to throw one little disclaimer in. Um, if you listen to the Solid Verbal College Football podcast, they did something kind of similar a few weeks ago, and I listened to that, and it was awesome. And uh, I don't want you to think that we're just lifting uh, their their idea here. This is you know we have a whole bunch of uh, things that we kind of keep filed away uh, the evergreen topics for when things get kind of slow and this is what i've been wanting to do for a while and the other thing was that that one as awesome as it was those guys only covered the 90s and i have a feeling that a lot of the stuff that we're going to get into today is probably going to uh, cover the 2000s as well so a uh, whole lot more ground to cover and uh i'm i'm looking forward to it john uh where do you want to get started I, i'm thinking uh maybe football do we want to start with football first what's the what's the favorite football game you want to talk about i mean the the easy answer has to be madden i mean that that's the only game that and i'll be man enough to admit this that i've actually waited out at a best buy at midnight to purchase a, a video game and that was for you know one of the madden series Yeesh. do you remember yeah, which but... year I hope it was the one that had, oh God, with uh, Ray Lewis on the cover was my favorite uh, yes. Madden game. 
Did you wear a white suit to wait in line <laughs> that you've since misplaced? Oh, good lord! I did not. <laughs> as far as I we will know, say what I personally, as far as Madden goes, it it kind of. I don't know that it was really that big. It was pretty decently popular. I don't know that it really blew up until PlayStation Two, the one with uh, Eddie George on the cover. Yes, because PlayStation Two was the biggest fucking thing on the planet. And Madden was like the premier launch game, along with like a couple others. But it 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 was it was like when these football games went from sort of like you know a handful of plays and whatnot, sort of a ramped up tech mobile version to really realistic graphics, super in depth like uh, playbooks, all of that shit. Um, they've kind of been building on that model since then, but I really think if you're looking at Madden, the one that really defines it has to be the, I want to say it was 2002, probably. That sounds about been, right. That was the like first, my senior high school. That was the first PlayStation 2 game I ever saw, and I think it was when we were home on a break from college. Um, Johnny, you might have been with me too. I think we were like over at, at Bell's house or something, but, um, yeah, yeah, Bell but... and I were. Uh, that was that was when Bell and I were in our Funko Land days, and we basically, uh, oh god, Funko. As as the as the uh, as the systems came in, the PlayStation Twos came in right around the holidays, and we literally just told everyone we knew that we were friends with, like, if you want one, just let me know, I'll hold it for you. Um, <laughs> basically, sticking it to the average customer, um, sticking it to them. Sticking it to him. I got a guy. I think, yeah, exactly. We were the guy for it. But I will say that's the first game, and, and really the only football game since then that you looked at it and you were like, holy shit, what is this? Totally agree. Uh, John, the one that you mentioned with Ray Lewis, that was 05, and I'm on 100% agreement with you. That was the best one. I played the shit out of that game. Um, and it was incredible to me that they shot themselves in the foot so badly a year later with uh, I think it was Donovan McNabb on the cover when they had the the passing cone, horrible. Yes, and I what blew my mind was I saw somebody online last week say that oh six was the best one ever because of the passing cone. No, and I, I said it's the exact opposite because it was so bad that they had to get rid of it after a year, right? Absolutely, and the thing that made the, the I can't remember the year with Ray Lewis on the cover, but it was more defense oriented, and this was probably led to like, all the concussion, you know, talk and whatever. But like when you like timed up your hit perfect, like the whole screen would like shake. And the, the hit stick, me, right? It, yeah, it was uh, the hit stick. And then I think the year after that, they did like the trunk stick or like maybe it was a couple of years later. But uh, for me, like, I, I wish they would bring that back. But since the NFL is the no fun league now, I, I doubt they'll emphasize, you know, on, on hitting people that hard where, you know, <laughs> your TV's going to shake or, or, or whatever. If you want to talk about features that they're probably not bringing back to Madden, I think we have to go all the way back to 92, which is the first uh, Sega Genesis game that I had. And um, when they had the uh, the ambulance drive on the field and run over all the players when a quarterback got injured. <laughs> oh, it's incredible. So ridiculous in hindsight. It was amazing, though. This? It was so perfect. It was incredible. The th- the, that's sort of the difference, though. Those games back then, at no point did you look at it and think like, "Oh, this looks really realistic." No, it's just ridiculous. So you didn't really care about that shit. Same with like uh, NHL '94 when the guys like bleed out of their heads. <laughs> I gotta tell you, um, so I got a gift for Father's Day. It was a uh, it's a system called a RetroPie, which basically lets you like 
play emulators for every old school system that's around. And I've been accumulating games for the Genesis, the SNES, and the Nintendo. And far and away more than any other game, I'm playing um, NHL 94. That Probably jumping ahead here, I know there's other football games we want to talk about, but since you mentioned it now, I have to say that game, even 23 years later, has incredible replay value. Who's your team? Uh, I've been bouncing back and forth. I go between the Blackhawks because they got Roenick and, uh, the Penguins with Lemieux. Okay. Uh, not bad. I just, I just, uh, revert back to, uh, rats when he's playing, uh, what is it? His wife wants to do something or his girlfriend wants to do something. And he just goes Hartford, honey, the whale. They beat <laughs> Vancouver once, maybe twice in a lifetime. And he's beating them like 11 to two in like a third period. That's impressive. See, that's a great pull because you tell anybody else NHL 94 uh, movie reference, what's the first thing most people are going to think of? Rounders. Swingers. Swingers. That's what I meant. Swingers. We're dropping you from the call, John. You're out. (laughs) He gone. (laughs) Where's the crow uh, sound effect? (laughs) No, but back to football. Um, Since we mentioned O2, I have to say, I it, Madden blew my mind in O2. That was the first PlayStation game I saw. The game that I ended up probably, and I think actually that Eddie George one that you're talking about had to be O1 because O2 was the year of NCAA with uh, the guy from Florida State. Was it Chris Winky, the quarterback? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. From uh, yeah. Florida I State, probably right? yeah. I probably logged more hours playing that game than any other game I think I've ever owned. It was, I will tell you, it still breaks my heart that they can't make that game anymore. (laughs) Like that, I wasted more hours in college playing that game than probably just about anything else I did in college, including drinking. Um, (laughs) It it was the, I feel like it was easier to sit down and just hammer out a game in college football than it was Madden. And it was more fun. And it was generally more competitive. Now in general, at Ohio State, they were more into college than NFL, obviously. But um, as far as the actual game goes, I I would trade Madden or trade Madden for NCAA in a heartbeat. Johnny, how do you feel about that? I, I liked NCAA because the seasons were shorter. For me, just being a lazy ass, I, I could get through more seasons, you know, playing than uh, my, my college days. Um, but I, I love the fact that with uh, NCAA, you can import your your draft class into Madden and that, that's one thing that that, that I really miss like when, when they stopped making NCAA for all the systems 14 I think was the last year they had it and the reason I know that is because I was uh, putzing around online a few months ago there are people that run a website that are still publishing rosters for NCAA 14 every year that you can download and basically play with like this year's team. Continue to play the same game in that year's game. Wow, which is pretty incredible. It um, sucks that that's the old bowl system. That was like a year or two before. I think it was like the last year before the the college football playoff came in. So you still got the old BCS, but other than that, yeah. I really enjoyed the, and I would spend way more time on this than I probably should have. Um, but I got super into the recruiting angle, which kind of pathetic to say that out loud um but like picking up these random players with like ridiculous names 
um, from some podunk city. You're like, oh, this is going to be my next like five star dual threat quarterback. Can't wait. Totally fake person. Like absolutely ridiculous in hindsight. But I got way too much excitement out of it. Oh, I... yeah, in the in the in the later years with NCAA, they they, they like emphasized on the the pipeline with like different states and depending yeah. on what school you had. So I mean, it was it was getting like pretty in depth. So. Yeah. I can still very clearly remember in O2 that um, we had a four-man dynasty going at uh, at my buddy's apartment who lived just off campus down at OU. So it was me, my roommate, Tim Welsh, his cousin, Leo Welsh, who is actually a former guest on our show back in the springtime. He uh, talked hockey with us, um, and his roommate, Joel. And the four of us played... Uh, a dynasty we each had a team in a different conference and we started it by you had to take like a team that was like no better than two stars i think so you had to start with one of the bottom feeders and uh, try to build them up and then we'd hopefully play each other in the bowls and uh, we probably got through i'm gonna say in the fall quarter of that year alone probably six seasons which you gotta keep you gotta and you gotta keep in mind that like there was no like online playing like I couldn't like go right. crank out a game and you could not advance to the next week until everybody had Everyone played their game for that theirs. week. So it was inevitable that if you had gone a couple days and hadn't played that when you came back from class the, there was a nice message left on your voicemail in the, in the dorm room saying play your game fucko or <laughs> play your fucking game. So um, Leo, if you're listening, I, I certainly remember all of those messages. Thank you. Um, and, and my other favorite, uh, getting the uh, cordial invitation to the toilet bowl at uh, the end of each season, if you didn't make uh, the championship game for, for each year, but yeah, I could definitely remember the recruiting. Um, Joel having uh, some ridiculous receiver at Iowa State named Nuchatel. <laughs> Timmy had uh, uh, a running back named Gaskins, and he always told us turn on the gas with Gaskins as he went like blowing by everybody. And um, I can't even remember what the hell my guy's name was, but I had some five star recruit that was fun too. So yes, uh, uh, I definitely my... go ahead. I was going to say one of my favorite memories of NCAA football is uh, I believe it was you Warner that put together an entire like bowl bracket where everybody got like teams assigned. Yes. And halfway through the first game, Chad Wayner got so pissed (laughs) off that he quit and completely ruined the bracket. Yeah, that was, uh, that escalated extremely quickly there. Um, I think it was, were you the one playing him, Warner? I was. And, I, and, and I, you I were just fucking trying. steamrolling him. Yeah, and then I tried to pump on the brights, and that just made it worse. <laughs> and, yeah, I'm pretty sure that some food was flying in that uh, living room. That was at uh, at your house, Tommy, right? Yep. 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 Oh, yep. my God. <laughs> Well, um, all right. Question. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to float a question out there. Anyone have a strong preference about, like, this has always been, and literally everybody seems to have an answer about it. Um, what was, do you think, like, the best controller? Everybody, I feel like everyone was either Xbox or PlayStation. That they now thought was far superior for playing, particularly football games. I think it applied more to football than anything else. See, I was always Xbox, so I'd have to go with the Xbox controller. When when PlayStation 2 came out and they added those joysticks, 
felt like that pretty much sealed it for me. Since then, I don't know that I really feel strongly one way or another. See, but I've, at the time, that was just like, okay, yeah, this is how it's supposed to be done. I've had the 360 for the last 10 years. I never got a new system after that. But um, my, I definitely, I mean, I, I got used to it after a while. But my favorite was still the PS2 controller. The DualShock? Yes. Yeah. Um, Although I never had any the, that were like remote, so all mine had cords that that kind of yeah. sucked. So same. Cool. I, was, yeah, I guess I didn't really mind it at the time. It seemed like at the time, like anything that was wireless was kind of a piece of shit. So you were like, all right, this is wired, so I know it's not gonna, it's not gonna be like skipping or shit like that. I'll tell you this: I do wish the PS2 controller could take a little bit more of a beating. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you a uh, a controller a controller and a, a game that in this category, vastly underrated NFL 2K on the Sega Dreamcast. Mm. Randy a lot of good run out of that. Um, the Jaguars with Jimmy Smith, unstoppable. I that, that was a frequent that was a frequent game at Funko Land between me and my boss. And one time, he uh, he spiked the controller so hard that the like remember they had those memory cards that slid into the controller, shot across the room and hit a customer. <laughs> One of the funniest things I've ever been a part of. I think I was beating him by like five touchdowns, and I kept running the same play just to piss him off. Uh, I only pretty- wish, I only wish that was the worst case of property damage <laughs> resulting from playing <laughs> a football video game that's going to come up during this podcast, but I'm afraid it is not. Um, yeah. John, probably well, a good good okay, segue okay. to a story that I'm sure you want to tell, or maybe you could leave it to me. You can start it, and then I'll just uh, explain Embellish how uncomfortable I was. It's probably one of the most uncomfortable moments of my life, so <laughs> you, you, you can start that uh, bus up. So, we a game we have not talked about on here to this point, NFL Blitz, which was basically like the NBA jam of football games. Uh, we, uh, all of us in high school, right? Was this high school or college at this point? Oh, this was high school. High school, right. So it was on the N64. We had developed, um, among our group of friends, the Blitz Belt Championship. So I think you actually went to Toys R Us and got uh, one of the like WWE championship belts and we had a, a running championship for like who was the best guy on this game. And if I this remember, is already the most Warner story I've ever heard. <laughs> I still have it. I think I I, I I have to like go through my basement. I'm pretty sure it's still around. But um, if I remember correct correctly here, the rules for this were you had to play two out of three. Yep. And you had to turn the computer assistance off because right. that always resulted in like you know if one guy was getting boat raced the computer would kind of junk up the game to let that guy get back into it and you know this was for a prestigious championship so we couldn't let that happen there's no messing around no not at all so i in the previous encounter to the day in question here i had won the championship and then it was a saturday morning i want to say in like january and uh johnny you came over to my house and we were playing and i was absolutely getting my ass handed to me anything that could go wrong did go wrong i got absolutely steamrolled in the first game and we were into the second game and as this was going along i'm getting more and more frustrated that uh and, and to take out my frustration we're sitting on the edge of the bed in my room and it's right up next to the wall 
and I'm kind of punching the wall in disgust as I'm like, you know, damn it, you know, a little thing like that. So then finally, in the second game, when I knew I was pretty much dead in the water, some, like, completely bullshit play happens where, like, I thought I was going to score, and I don't know, what happened? Like, Jerry Rice dropped a pass or something, just completely asinine? Do you remember? Yeah, like- and then it, it gets tipped, and then I, I pick it off, and I go, like, the whole field. It was, like, a the, one of the longest pick sixes that we've ever had. And then... Um, yeah, you were not happy about that. No, no, I was not. So I so I say, God damn it, and I swing my fist. Unfortunately, I went about a foot higher than I had previously, and a foot higher than the wall was the window. And it was a nice cold day, and the glass was kind of brittle, and next thing I know, my fist was outside the house. And there was a pile of glass in my room and blood streaming down my arm. So, yes, for the record, I punched out a window playing NFL Blitz. Um, this was not an ideal situation for me. And I kindly asked John to go get my dad. And John, what was your response? Hell no. (laughs) I'm pretty sure the neighbors could hear the tires screeching in the driveway, uh, after you did get him and, and, uh, gracefully saw yourself out. But, uh, Hey, Mr. V, I think Tom needs you. I got to go. I'll see you later. Bye. (laughs) So I, I walked down the stairs and Mr. V is in the kitchen probably making a pizza or something. And <laughs> I go up to him like, hey, um, Tino kind of needs you upstairs. He's like, oh, is everything all right? And I'm like, eh, you may want to go up there. He kind of hurt himself. He's like, what do you mean he hurt himself? I'm like, it's best that you just go up there and just take care of it. So like, as he's walking up the stairs, I get the fuck out of there. <laughs> <laughs> John, don't leave! (laughs) Right before I open my car door, I just hear, what the hell is the matter with you? And I I couldn't get out of Far Hills fast enough. I'm pretty sure I learned about six new words that are not fit for broadcast (laughs) television in the five minutes after that. So, nevertheless. um, All right, any other football things that we want to talk about? I'm good. I think think that about does it. All right. There's one I'm going to mention super quickly here. It was called Front Page Sports Pro Football. And the only reason I'm mentioning that was, did either either of you guys familiar with this game at all? Not at all. All right. So it was a computer game. It was not ever released for any of the consoles. And I got into playing this in the mid-90s after Genesis, but before I ended up getting a 64. And what made this game awesome was... um, First off, it was unlicensed, so it this was still back in the day when you could have, like, Cleveland in brown and orange without the name the Browns. Um, not that they would have a logo that you could actually put in the game anyway, but that's another story. But um, what was super awesome about this game was um, you could actually design all of your own plays. You could make a full playbook. You could like take your mouse and draw routes for your receivers, blocking assignments and everything. I probably spent more time um, designing playbooks. And I think I actually, cause like I'd played like one year for Auburn middle school. I think I actually like put about 75% of the Auburn Roadrunners offense into a playbook in this game, which I thought was like the coolest thing ever. And it's one of these things now that I, I can't believe Madden or any other football game has tried to incorporate into anything today. I feel like that would be like the perfect crossover. You could like upload it online, 
you know, do- design stuff on a on a computer or like on your smartphone or something, upload it online and then download it onto your game, onto whatever console you're playing. And I feel like that would be a huge selling point. Nobody's ever tried it. That is interesting, but yeah, I'm completely unfamiliar with this game. All right, it sounds solid though. Yeah. Well, we're already <laughs> about 25 minutes in, and we have covered one sport. So, what do you say we go ahead and skip ahead? Um, hoops. Uh, you you guys mentioned uh, NFL 2K, NBA 2K, um, hugely relevant game, I think, especially for putting the Dreamcast on the map. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Absolutely, and it was it was sort of like, at the time, and this is something that I still kind of see, even with the 2K games, but at the time, I thought it felt like, it felt like a faster game. There, were, Like, NBA Live was the other big one at the time, obviously. Um, it felt like, NBA 2K just felt like a much smoother, uh, faster game than I thought any of the basketball games I'd pre- played previously had. Um, and they had some weird kind of like, arcade-ish type game modes and stuff that you could do. Um, so it was it was really good from that standpoint. And I, honestly, I'm kind of surprised at this point that the franchise is still going because it didn't ever really seem that popular. But um, overall, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Yeah, you took a lot what I was going to say there, Travis. Um, but good. Yeah, <laughs> but I absolutely agree with what you're saying. Uh, one thing that I loved about the, uh, the the 2K series, especially with the Dreamcast, uh, I remember w- when you were shooting three throws, you would use the left and right trigger um, to try to line it up. So I it, was it fucking would... horrible at doing that. I was the, <laughs> the shack of free throw shooting on the Dreamcast with that controller, but continue. No, I mean, it, it definitely took a, a little while getting used to, and especially if you had you know not the best players shooting the um, you know the free throws, and then you know if you're not used to it, it, it was definitely uh, difficult at, at first. You know, Trav, you said that you're kind of surprised that that game has stuck around. I mean, that is the basketball series now. I mean, I think yeah, Madden absolutely. is like the sports franchise, but that is a solid number two at this point and it basically destroyed NBA live uh and live they had to they tried that uh, what about seven or eight years ago coming up with uh they they called it something else like elite or something like it was gonna be like NBA elite 11 and it was so bad that they canceled the game like a week before it was supposed to launch and they brought back the live name but that that series has never been able to catch up no and I'm not really sure when that happened because I feel like when 2k first started it was it was so far behind NBA Live, um, and admittedly, I haven't really kept up with basketball games that well over the years. But um, it seems like it just kind of I don't know, sort of like in a matter of like a year, just flew past NBA Live and has become you know the premier game now. Yeah, definitely. I'll tell you what, like Live, even as late as like. 2009, 2010. Johnny, you remember you and I would play live uh, the three-point shootout. Yeah, I wouldn't even play the game. I, I would just get it just for the, the All-Star weekend. Um, yeah, just the three-point shoot uh, the contest. And, you know, we'd get, like, ridiculous players. Like, I think we had uh, – who was your guy? Bonner? Bonner! Bonner. With, the, with the black calf socks, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was um, – I, I can still hear the, the five, four, three, two, one. And then they would do the, you know, all the lights would go off and, and, and whatnot. But yeah, we had some wars um, with that great drinking game. Uh, 
Yeah, that uh, that worked its way into the rotation on a few Monday night card games. I think uh, off to the side when people checked out of a uh, uh, poker. But, um, yeah, absolutely, it was the the, the losers' lounge uh, started uh, firing up the the three point contest. No question that uh, that was classic. We uh, we have to mention NBA Jam. Um, everybody who listens to our show, you you hear the voice at the beginning of every single one of our episodes. That's a soundbite from NBA Jam. Um, I I love still playing that game now. Uh, did either of you guys have a, a particular team that you like playing with? I really I don't know why. Um, I obviously like the Cavs, but I I feel like I've. And I'm a little fuzzy, honestly, from back when I played it a lot. I feel like I gravitated towards the Suns a lot for okay. some reason. See, I was uh, a I don't know guy. what it is, but it was uh, Sean Kemp and Detlef Shrimp, or however you say the Sonics. Yes, <laughs> I use that yeah, team were... a lot, and I use the Knicks a lot with Ewing and Starks. Okay. Also, a, a tremendous thing. And the Hornets were good on there with uh, Larry Johnson and Alonzo Mourning. That was another tremendous, tremendous team on there. Um, the one thing I'll point out in terms of um, what we've discussed so far, every game we've discussed for the most part is like a game that has like seven or eight different facets to it. Like Madden, you can get really into like franchises and NCAA, you know, recruiting and all that shit. NBA Jam, you could sit down, play a game, five minutes, go back to whatever you were doing. You had you, There was nothing else involved with it. And from that standpoint, I think, obviously as an arcade game, that's where it was really popular. But it translated incredibly well um, to the console, which was isn't always the case, I think, with, um, with arcade games. A lot of times, you know, it really only works in an arcade. But if you had buddies over, you could just play. You could play NBA Jam just alternating for hours if you wanted to. Or you just hammer out a quick game and then just go, you know, back about your day which is pretty amazing how they were able to master that. And I think just the way basketball is played, the game itself lends it to that, lends itself to that a lot more than, you know, like a basket or a baseball or football game would. Yeah. So, all right. This was something we kind of touched on a little bit before we started recording, but um, you know, for the most part, sports games seem like they try to become as realistic as possible and really be true simulations and blitz and, NBA Jam obviously went in the complete opposite direction. Do you, Johnny? I'm gonna I'm gonna start with you on this. Do you have a feel that which which is the better way to go, and and for what reasons do you like one or the other? I mean, it, it all depends on what type of mood you're in, and you know, especially now with you know majority of us having you know kids, and it's just we we all have you know, we don't have a lot of time to to sit down and play a game that's going to take you know a half hour or you know. 40 minutes or whatever. So if you can pick up and play just a, a few quick games with like Madden or fire up the old, uh, you know, wrestling, you know, game and just you're not even thinking about anything, you just sit down, play for 10, 15, 20 minutes and get your fix and you're, you're good to go. I'm amazed that the leagues always seem like they're so hesitant to get into games that are so offbeat like that and crazy over the top. Like I read, it was last month, I think, Sports Illustrated did this um, oral history of NBA Jam. I think I linked to it on our Facebook page. But uh, there was like this huge thing where they had to like go through these meetings with the league offices 
to get them to like finally agree to it. And I mean, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but like the NFL, I mean, they went along with Blitz for a while, but didn't they eventually like pull the plug on it? And that was why they had to come up with that Blitz the league. I honestly, I don't know a ton about that. Um, I know that, yeah, um, that if, if you haven't read that article, if you're listening and you haven't read that article about NBA Jam, find it and, and read it because it is fascinating the way that game came together. Um, but it is kind of weird that um, it seemed like it was a really hard sell for them to get the NBA on board. Um, and it, it wouldn't surprise me, I guess, if, if uh, the NFL was a little more hesitant about that as well. Yeah, the yeah, NFL. Tito, Go ahead, Johnny. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think they lost that NFL uh, Players Association tag, and um, they would they would have like similar colors, but yeah, they they would have like you know, different cities that wouldn't match up. Um, I, I don't know the reason why they they lost it, but yeah, they they definitely lost it. The violence in the NBA or the NFL game, I could kind of understand, especially with how sensitive a subject that's become in recent years. But like. The NBA won, and I'm glad the NBA stayed cool with it once they actually, like, got the game approved. Because, like, they even a few years ago came out with the updated version for the 360 and a couple of the other systems, and it, it was great. I mean, it was basically it played exactly like the old games, only with, like, modern graphics and modern rosters, and it was super awesome. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I will say the one fun thing I remember with Blitz the League was uh, inevitably somebody would get injured in every game. <laughs> And John, what were your choices at that point? Oh, you got to give him the juice. <laughs> you got to give him the juice. That's right. The, that was the, the code word for uh, uh, shooting somebody up with uh, painkillers and, and tranquilizers and whatever else. But uh, yeah, that's, uh, I can see why the NFL wouldn't have been okay with that. But I think they kind of figured like, well, if we don't have a license now, we're going to get our money's worth out of this. But uh, yeah, now, that, did- uh, that was that was fun. Um, so it was basically the uh, the playmakers. Yeah, it's exactly pretty much what it was. The NFL is not going to cooperate. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So I, I just I kind of wish more companies would would try going with with things in that direction because like you've got your like established top dogs in all the different sports at this point. And I feel like the door is open for something that's like super easy and super playable and lends itself to like that party game type atmosphere with the other sports. Cause like, I think they like briefly tried something like that for the NHL and we might as well kind of get into hockey games here at this point, but um, not a whole lot. And I don't really remember anything really great in terms of baseball along those lines to either of you guys. RBI baseball is one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah, that was a great game, but I don't think it had like that NBA Jam NFL Blitz type vibe to it, right? Well, the the one the one thing that was always different was that baseball you couldn't really you couldn't really speed it up. You could play fewer innings if you want to, but there's really not much of a way. Like in basketball and football, they just shorten the they make the clock run faster, and you play faster as a result of it. In baseball, you can only do so much. Um, but there was a game called Super Baseball 2020 that um, was like robots yeah. playing baseball, and you had these like ridiculous like borders um, to the field, 
it was a ridiculous like take on baseball, but I found it way more fun than I should have. Um, this was, uh, I mean, this was forever ago. It was crappy graphics, and it, obviously, they said 2020 like it was, you know, <laughs> the next millennium basically. Um, but I enjoyed the hell out of it, and I don't know that it was ever popular. I don't know if anybody else played it but me, but I had it on. I think what? Super Nintendo. It was incredible. They would have like a robot. It would shoot the ball out of his chest, and it would be like 150 miles an hour or whatever. Yep. And he didn't even wind up. He just f- yep. flung it in there. <laughs> but yeah, that game was tough. If if, if I remember, it's the same one. It was. It was. I mean, it took getting used to. Like any baseball game, it was always about just getting the pace down. Um, but yeah, once you got used to it, it was a ton of fun. Yeah. All right. I Super Nintendo. You said. I believe so. I know it was on a couple other systems. It might have been on it was probably on Genesis. And I wanna say it was on um do you remember Neo Geo? <laughs> Never oh, actually that. saw one in person, but yes. Yeah, I believe it was on that as well. I think that's what like because it was clearly like I think it was like Japanese. Um and the guys had like goofy names like that. It wasn't real players. Um it was just like honestly it was kinda like stereotypical like racist japanese names um but and i think it started on neo geo and was first in like i want to say it was first in japan or it might have been like released there and at in the u.s at the same time but um it was a game it never really caught on and i don't think it was ever really that popular but i i enjoyed the hell out of it all right well this might have to make an appearance on the retro pie system here at the valentino household sooner than later <laughs> go you, get it you've sold go me on it. it so the price right. is right so i can't complain there you go. um now the, the one baseball game that i always loved and it's more on the the simulation side was tony la russa baseball 2 and i have to specify 2 because a i never played the first one on, on it was a pc game and 3 was awesome but it glitched and like locked up my computer constantly. So like I'd be in the middle of a playoff game and would like lose the entire game, which drove me nuts. That was a deal breaker. And then they came out with a fourth one. That was just an absolutely steaming pile of hot garbage. Hold that thought. But the Tony La Russa two was unbelievable because it came with like classic rosters and classic stadiums from like the early part of the 20th century. And to get like the modern day guys at the time in the early nineties and the current stadiums, they had add on discs that you had to go out and buy separately. Um, and then on top of that, yeah, it was, I mean, it, I guess they're kind of nickel and diamond you there, but um, what was cool was that was also the year that like the Marlins and the Rockies came into major league baseball and, they included like a code that you can go and get those guys for, for free, I think, and like get their stadiums. So um, that, that was kind of fun. That game I played over at uh, my, my neighbors, uh, the Morgan brothers. I I must've played that game for hours and uh, highly addictive. Um, If anybody ever comes across that on, I know there's like YouTube videos of it and stuff now, but I would definitely recommend going and checking that out. It was actually a really good baseball game that you could play with a mouse, which like most sports games you would play other than like maybe golf games. Yeah, it was never really going to be the case, but that was one game that was like super easy to play with a mouse and it was a lot of fun. Um, any other baseball games we want to talk about? I know we kind of glossed over hockey. Uh, 
honestly, there's like no other hockey games besides the NHL series that I can even think of that are worth mentioning. And baseball, it's kind of thin too. I feel like. Well, let's yeah. not forget about Blades of Steel here, Tino. I was gonna say, oh, not any yes, great but... call. Go ahead. That that, that was incredible, and it, a game that was even just as much fun as the, the original Blades of Steel. They would have like a like a mini game at like the intermission in between the second and uh, third period. That was you know just as much fun, but that that was one of my favorite hockey games uh, playing. Uh, I, I can still like you know think of how it was played good stuff first game that had play-by-play gets the pass gets the pass gets the pass <laughs> um, um I, I remember that and the other thing i could you're right about the mini game i completely forgot about that but the only other thing i remember about blades of steel that was hilarious to me was to get a power play you had to start a fight with somebody and win it so like <laughs> you you would like you, you'd basically the only way you go to the penalty box is if you lost the fight which was a, a just a tremendous set of rules yeah, I will say, I didn't play a ton of, honestly, Blades of Steel, I'm pretty foreign to me. I, I've, I've played it a couple times here and there, but never really got into it when it was popular. One game, and I'm, it, I don't even, honestly, I don't even think it was that good of a game. Um, it was pretty generic and not really that cool, but I played it a ton because I had it on my uh, Game Gear, was Ken Griffey Jr. Slugfest. Um the most like bland generic baseball game ever, but I had it on my thing where I could play it like by myself whenever I wanted. So I played the shit out of it. Johnny, did um, you have that for the super Nintendo? Johnny? What's that? Did you oh, have sorry. Griffey for super Nintendo? Can he had one for super chest. Nintendo and then he had one for the, the 64 that, uh, that was my, one of my favorite uh, baseball games to play. Because okay. that was when the Indians, uh, I mean, they had like their Hall of Fame lineup in the mid-90s, and that was just a lot of fun. I remember that for the consoles. I, J- Trav, you're saying that was on the, the Game Gear? It was also on Game Gear, yeah. It was on consoles. I didn't have it on the consoles. Um, I had it on Game Gear and, and loved it. Hmm. All right. But for context, I was talking Super Baseball 2020. I went and found the summary here. Um, they played their games in only one stadium. It was called the Cyber Egg Stadium. <laughs> uh, a ball hit over the outfield fence was only a home run if it went directly over center field. The other areas of the outfield stands were, were covered in a protective glass, so the ball would bounce back into the field of play. And slow runners could be thrown out at first base, even if they hit the ball over the outfield fence. Oh, my. So a lot of... Uh, a lot of trickeration going on there. All right, you've you. I'm intrigued, and I wish to learn more. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to check you this out. Check it out. All right, two other categories we need to get into. The first one, golf games. We have to start with Golden Tee. John, you made us the coolest bachelors alive um, out of college because I carried away. What? <laughs> <laughs> Well, if we weren't, it was not for a, a, a lack of uh, having awesome stuff at our condo. But uh, what uh, you you got us a golden tea machine, and you still have it, right? I do, and it, it survived the move uh, barely. I, I was trying to get it down into my, uh, my my basement here in my new house, and uh, the actual console unit is is, is too wide. And I, I didn't have like the special tool to like take off the, the where the the mouse bar is uh, or the the rolling tracker. <clears throat> it, 
it's too long to, to get down here, but yeah, it was uh, Peter Jacobson, 1994, 1995 Golden Tee. It was one of the first ones, and it is awesome. I love it. That game is wildly addictive, and Trev, for a lot of the reasons that you were talking about with uh, NBA Jam, um, I feel like that that kind of had the same appeal in terms of uh, you know being a great arcade game. Yeah, I'm not sure. I will. I what I think the biggest appeal to a Golden Tee game is, and this remains true, and I think it's it's probably the biggest reason it's been so popular. You're even when you're playing against somebody, only one of you is playing at a time. So like your shot up, I can step aside here and I can drink my beer and we can bullshit, and then my turn, and then I shoot. You don't have to be like dialed into the game the whole time. Um, now there were some people that were a little bit like psycho, and they would wear like a glove to <laughs> play it. Don't look- <laughs> <laughs> not, not naming any names. Um, some people took it super seriously. Um, but in general, the, the reason I thought it worked is because it was, it was, it's really golf in general is really the only game where you can just be social about playing. You don't have to like, you don't have to pay attention to what the other guy's doing. I mean, you don't really have to, you're not playing against him so much. You're really just playing yourself and, you know, taking turns. Great point. Johnny, I have to ask you while we're on the subject of golden tea, how is your wrist feeling? Um, pretty sure it's still fucked up from, from that <laughs> night it was probably uh, how i didn't break it is beyond me um uh, travis do you know this story oh i'm familiar it, it should come <laughs> as no surprise that the coolest bastards um coolest bachelors i should say um also ended up uh hurting their wrists so um yeah so for those scoring at home i punched my hand through a window in high school and and john had his uh episode of fun here at the condo go ahead so you have to understand that, like, Tino and I had a, a huge battle for longest drive, which I think I still have, but um, it, it all dealt with the wind. So if, if the wind was, like, eight between 8 and 10 miles an hour, like, going, you know, with, you know, at your back, you know, so it, it would help the ball go further, and then you would actually have a shot to, like, really go at it. And it was, like, at 10 or 11, so I, I actually, like, stood back, like, three or four feet and got like a, like a, not like a running start. Um, but I just completely biffed and just, if, if, if you haven't seen like an actual golden tee, like it thing does not move. And, um, I, I hit it so hard that my, my ears popped and I actually got sick. Like I, I threw up like almost immediately after. And like I said, how my wrist wasn't like completely snapped in half is beyond me. I completely collapsed to the ground after it happened. And, and Tom, I thought you were going to have to drive me to the hospital because I mean, you, you like got up and like, oh my God, like, are you all I, right? I thought I was going to have to drive you to the hospital. I'm telling you that you're, the butt of your hand slamming full speed into the edge of that machine to this day remains one of the worst sounds I've ever heard in my life. It was awful. So if anybody else is out there listening and think you're going to get an extra five or six yards on your drive, um, Don't do it. It's not, not worth, worth it. it. <laughs> See, Travis, wearing that glove uh, saved my wrist. <laughs> Fast forward seven or eight years, and both of you managed to get married. <laughs> oh, do you believe in miracles? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, all right. Uh, other golf games. I feel like we probably have to talk about Tiger Woods PGA Tour. Um, I uh, I got my intro into that. I actually played that series for the first time on the PS2 in college. But the one that I probably played far and away the most, I think, was 08. Because uh, that was one that had Firestone, the, the course down in Akron. And, you know, you could put yourself in the game. So seeing myself play on Firestone and actually shooting well was uh, just always, always fun because it was uh, completely absurd and nothing that would ever happen in real life. But um, they got all the details down in that course just amazingly well and all the other courses that they had there. And uh, I thought that was super fun. I'm going to make a ridiculous statement here. Tiger Woods actually made me better at golf. Really? When I was playing when I was playing Tiger Woods frequently, like I, I got pretty into it for a couple of years and I'd play it, you know, maybe like around a night even. I was I felt so much more comfortable specifically reading greens. Um like looking at the way like balls would break on a green that I felt way better putting the ball. I couldn't still couldn't hit the ball for shit, but um, there was something about seeing like the grid and everything, you know, when they would show it on TV, where I, when I looked at a green in real life, I honestly felt like I had a better feel for it, huh. which is sort of insane to think about, but I don't think it's just in my head. Totally fair. Johnny, any, uh, Tiger Woods memories? Did not make me putt any better. I can tell you that, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I remember like back in the day, I would be I would get in sight for you know to play different golfers like if oh John Daly's going to be in, in in this year's Tigers or Phil Mickelson's going to be in this one or I mean I don't know if he was actually in it but like they would introduce like new golfers each year and then it slowly became well, okay now I got more excited with the courses and like what you're saying with Firestone and what was the year that it was such a big deal when they brought the Masters in because like that was it like, wasn't that like, long ago I want to oh I'm like, so like, glad I had this written well. down. I, I, I have to get up on my soapbox on this. So, yes, I, I totally – the courses were the whole selling point to me for this game because pretty much the way the gameplay worked was pretty consistent year to year. And for me, like, I was able to play 08 forever because I liked the course lineup. And um, I was finally getting to the point where I was like, all right, I'd like to play some new courses. You could download extra ones from like the Xbox marketplace or whatever they called the, the store on there that you could download them online. But I basically, it came down to like the white whale was Augusta national. Like they would never <laughs> put that in a game like that. Augusta is, you know, everything is so old school and buttoned down there that they would license their course out to anybody. And they finally broke down and it was the 2012 game. And I said, if they ever come out with a game, a tiger game that has Augusta, you could pretty much shut down the series because it'll never get any better than that. And much like the passing cone in Madden 06, the caddy system in tiger 12, when they added Augusta in was so fucking horrible it ruined the entire game. It was so bad. Do you know what I'm talking about? I, I 
I'm remember. drawing a blank. I do not remember. I know that I had the game, and I know that I played it that I played it frequently, but I couldn't tell you the difference between that and any other series you or could, any other season. So basically, like the caddy would like tell you, this is where you're supposed to hit the ball, and this is the shot you're supposed to hit, and it would give you like a red line. I think it was that was like telling you where to hit it and how hard. And it basically did like all the work for you, and the whole challenge of that game, instead of like figuring out how you want to hit the shot, was try to mimic what the computer is telling you to do as well as you possibly can. And it, and you could like manually turn it off, but you had to do it before like every single round. And it was horrendous. The whole thing was like working with your caddy to like get around the course. It was terrible. And that series that never recovered after that. They had a, they had a year or two after that, that that game came out and then the, the series was pretty much done. Now, did they have the Masters in every year since then, or was that the only year that they had it? Uh, I'm pretty sure they did. Okay. I'm pretty sure they did, but I got so frustrated. I, I, Maybe at some point I need to like go on eBay and pick up one of the later years. But, um, yeah. So my in-laws got me, uh, I think it was Rory, the one from like two years ago. Okay. They got me that for Christmas last year, and I played it quite a bit. It was actually pretty fun. They did not have Augusta in it, so. Okay. It has, yeah, that, it has that's right. They had home, to like drop. actually quite a while ago. They had to drop the Tiger affiliation after he got into all his trouble and hanging out with the Waffle House waitresses and whatnot. Well, but, um. Hey-o. Hey-o. <laughs> but, uh, no, you know, um, I, I probably, I don't know if I should mention this or not, but back before that game made it to consoles, there was uh, a version for the computer. Um, it was just PGA Tour. It wasn't, there were no players on it. And it had like four courses. It was like Sawgrass, which I swear to God has been on like every single PGA Tour game ever. Um, but what was funny about that was somebody at my dad's office came up with this bootleg version of the game. So like there was no, uh, there was no voice commentary because it was like a PC game in like the mid nineties. But um, it would like, when you made a par, it would have a little message that flashed on the screen, nice par, or, Hey, great birdie. Uh, oh, you made a bogey. So it was this really benign commentary that would like pop on the screen. And somebody came up with this bootleg version that somebody got into the programming <laughs> and changed all of the messages that were on there. Uh-oh. <laughs> they were not rated G. I could have promised you that. <laughs> nice. That's so nice. yes, uh. Holy shit, a fucking eagle, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> That's First bogey, I was told I suck, which uh, as uh, somebody who had, I don't even think I was a teenager yet at that point, I was uh, I was not really prepared for uh, for that, but uh, hilarious nonetheless. I was at the age where that was just like the greatest thing ever. But um, any other any other golf games we want to talk about? I'm good. No, yeah, I don't know that there, I mean, there's always not the NES golf, but not nowhere. Actually, you know what game was a lot of fun? Mario Golf on N64. Okay, yes. Good game. Addictive as hell. Same with Hot Shots Golf on PlayStation. Those are more that arcade style. Um, not really like a true simulator, but still one of the games that you could just sit down and play, have fun with, you know, a couple buddies or whatever, and not really, you know, take it too seriously. All right, I've not yeah. played the Hot Shots. Johnny, not a ton to, not a ton to talk about it in, as far as uh, the gameplay. It was really pretty straightforward, but um, still a lot of fun. Yeah, great, great point with uh, Mario Golf, Diddy. Um, I completely forgot about that. 
I, I think one of the biggest challenges or something that I, I sought out was if you it was either eagled every par five or like he had to like birdie like every single hole and it would keep track of like all the holes that you like you you didn't birdie or I thought that was pretty neat. So it kept you like coming back for you know solid you know replay value and then yeah they had some like challenges and shit yeah it was it was pretty cool. I mean Nintendo did a really good job of turning Mario into so many different like party games of just various sports like mario tennis was a lot of fun mario kart um mario kart obviously which i don't know if you call that a sport or not but that goes um, into sports ish games i think yeah yeah probably um so they, they obviously did a hell of a job turning like a gimmick that was successful into like 10 other successful games following the same model you know and Mario was in uh, Tyson's Punch Out. He was the ref. He was. <laughs> he was. TKO. TKO. Oh. <laughs> uh, Anyways. All right. Uh, now, I, I do have one more golf thing I have to say um, before we move on to the, uh, the last category. But uh, somebody needs to explain to me how we have not gotten a good Golden Tee game on the iPhone yet. That feels like the most obvious layup win ever, and we still do not have it. And I've I've looked for this, and they were there was a company that was working on it, and they actually came out with a version for like Android that uh, was only released in like other countries, and I was able to get it working on my tablet, and it was horrendous. And it was so bad that they had to, like, drop it. They couldn't get it to work. And correct me if I'm wrong here, or if you're, or feel free to pipe in if either one of you guys disagree, but tell me that game would not sell, like, a, make a, just a billion dollars if they put that on an iPhone and, like, let you, like, you know, in-game purchases with additional courses and things. Yeah, I mean, if done properly, it should. And I say if done properly, the game had, what, fucking three buttons on it? Um <laughs> Like, it should be, it's one of those things that um, 99% of video games aren't going to transfer that well to a phone just because, you know, they've got a few different buttons and it can be hard to manage all that with just a touch screen. Absolutely. That's not an issue for Golden Tee at all. My so point theory, exactly. Yeah, in theory, it should be fairly easy to port over and turn that into something pretty, pretty successful. But, yeah, I, not a clue why they haven't done it yet. Yeah, so... That somebody needs to make this happen. That that is, uh, I, I'm on that crusade. I, I I need that. I don't have any good games on my phone. Part of that's because I have like no space on my phone anymore. I would clear off the necessary space on my phone to get a playable <laughs> Golden Tee game on my iPhone. I buy that on pay per view. Absolutely, no question, man. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. No, I I agree. That's actually a point I hadn't even thought of, but it makes a lot of sense when I think about it. You could get. I mean, you get like games like Words with Friends that you like go back and forth with, where you're playing people online. Like you could totally alternate shots and playing around with somebody. Oh yeah, for sure. Now look, I'm just giving people the blueprint here to go make money hand over fist. Well, was it uh, Incredible Technologies with IT? Is is that the the publisher that that makes all the golden teas? Yeah, not real incredible as far as I'm concerned. That I still have to (laughs) ask for this. Go beat them up. (laughs) <laughs> rustle some feathers yeah like, I, what, I might like have they made anything else any other games i couldn't even tell of? you 
I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, I might have to punch him out. But uh, <laughs> speaking of punching out, Mike Tyson's punch out, um, best boxing game? Yeah, because I don't really think any other there. boxing games were that great. Fight Night wasn't very, it was okay. It wasn't that good. Um, I had a U, I actually had, it's not boxing, but I had a UFC game for a Dreamcast that was terribly mediocre. Um, yeah, Ready I, to I think, Right. Ready to Rumble was actually okay. That's a good point. I forgot about that one. That oh. was actually pretty fun. Greatest heavyweight. Punch out is interesting because you was only one player. It's it's. I, and now that I think about it, it might be the only game we've discussed today that was only one player. Ooh, it's a good point. It is a good point. <laughs> I can't think of any other ones. And, and from that standpoint, I guess that's that's almost kind of a miss. But game was so fucking good that you don't care. Yeah, it was so good. It's nope. still a game. Like if if you the one problem I will say, if you played Tyson's Punch Out back then, you could sit down now, play the shit out of it, and still love it. If you haven't played it, you're probably not going to enjoy it. I don't think. Yeah, at this point, you're saying it's just trading on nostalgia. I don't know if it's just trading on nostalgia because I think it still is a lot of fun, but I don't think it's a game that if you've played video games over the last several years, I think it's so far off of any other type of game really that you're not, it's just not going to really interest you. You're not going to get much out of it because it's, it's so like gimmicky every like level, you know, you got to know how to beat the guy and, you only got two buttons and some of the stuff just, it doesn't, I don't think it translates that well. Um, I don't know that it hasn't, I'm not going to say it hasn't aged well because I played it probably a year ago and it was still fun as hell. Um, but I think it's one of those things that, yeah, you have to have played it when it was, when it was new to really appreciate it. Hmm. Now, Travis, be honest. How far can you get without putting the, the Tyson cheat code in? Oh, now I couldn't tell you. I used to be able to fly through it because at at Funko Land we had. So if you're listening, folks, I worked at a video game store. Yeah, um, <laughs> and we had stations with each system, and they had the Nintendo in the back, and I would leave Tyson's Punch Out in there, and I would just go over and play it, and I could fly through it and beat it in a you know in an hour without dying. Like I just I mastered it to the point wow. where. Quite frankly, it was like, well, why am I doing this? Because I know what I have to do, and I can do it every time. See, um, I couldn't get past, what, what was it, Macho Man? It was like maybe one or two before you actually got to Tyson. And I, was just, I, could, I just couldn't get past him. It was so, so frustrating. And I actually still have the... Um, I actually still have the game, the Nintendo game with, Punch, with Tyson on it. Because after, like... I think it was the rape stuff or I'm not sure something stupid that Tyson did. They're like, we're not fucking putting you on our game anymore. Right. Um, so he got taken off. I actually still have one of the cartridges with Tyson on it at my, uh, in storage at my parents' house. Um, oh. my personal favorite character was, uh, soda Popinski. Oh yeah. That was a gimme. That was a gimme. Um, but no, there was a point where I could fly through that game and just knock it out when I was bored. Um, couldn't do that anymore i don't think um i played it like i said i played it 
uh, probably about a year ago. And I was able to remember some of it, but really it was just learning what you had to do on each guy. Once you knew what you had to do, it wasn't really that difficult anymore. There was a couple guys that were kind of tricky, but for the most part, if you figured it out, you were fine. The one boxing game that I played the shit out of in the mid-90s that I don't know anybody else that had it was Greatest Heavyweights for the Sega Genesis. And there were a Wait, couple... I do remember this. Oh my god, I'm looking this up right now. It was I phenomenal. Remember. The controls were super easy, but they had like eight, I mean, as the name would imply, they had like eight of the greatest heavyweight boxers ever. Each guy had like a catchphrase that he would say when he got introduced. And this was apparently also before Michael Buffer trademarked the phrase, let's get ready to rumble, because they had a ring announcer actually say that before the fights would start. And you could create your own guy, and you'd go through a bunch of fictional boxers, and, and like the end of the career mode was a guy that was basically Mike Tyson, even though like they couldn't actually name him because for all the same legal reasons as uh, he got kicked off his own game, they didn't want to have him in this game. But once you beat him, you had to go through all of the actual greatest heavyweights. They had like Muhammad Ali, Jack Dempsey, uh, Marciano, Holyfield, and a bunch of other ones, and it was absolutely phenomenal. I re- I do remember that it was it was basically a uh, it was basically just like a normal fighting game. Yeah, right? I mean it like, was it was they, they side by side side by side exactly. Side by side. Yeah, I do remember that being a lot of fun actually. I think I had a I had a short stint where I played that pretty frequently for when it was fairly new. I think. Oh yes. So if anybody is looking on if they play like on emulators or they got an old Genesis laying around that that is a tremendous game. It's really easy to pick up and learn, and the replay value is awesome. Um, Jesus, we are over an hour in, and we have not talked about any wrestling games yet which feels like a cardinal sin to me we also didn't mention techno super bowl no we did not do we want to do we want to touch on techmo uh, not to backtrack to football but i i think we're all in agreement that that is that the first great sports game the original techmo or, or techmo super bowl I enjoyed Super a little more, but I, I mean, they're basically the same game. Just Super Bowl was a little bit, you know, more plays and a little bit more robust. Um, but gameplay in general was identical. I love the first one better than the second one. I actually downloaded an emulator that has, uh, it plays as Tecmo Super Bowl, but it's got all of last year's NFL rosters on it. <laughs> And I can promise you that Robert Griffin III is every bit as terrible in that game as he was in real life. Um, is Josh Gordon in it? I don't think he is. I wouldn't know because every time I tried to throw a pass to somebody, it went sailing over their heads and got picked <laughs> off. It'd be really funny if they had like the, uh, remember the illustration of the two guys like high-fiving? Yes. Um, if they had that, but like Robert Griffin just like misses and falls on his face. <laughs> There's still time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, no, I think there's not really, I feel like there's not really a whole lot to be said that hasn't already been said about Tecmo. It was fucking incredible. It was, it's not, I don't, I think it's one of the ones that is not, I think a lot of games that were great back then are, are kind of overrated now. Again, like you said, for nostalgia's sake, um, I think that game you could still pick up and have every bit as much fun as you ever had with it. 
I will confirm that. Yeah, it's incredible. Johnny, tell everybody uh, about uh, WCW NWL Revenge. I don't even know where to start. It's the greatest wrestling video game ever. And how they screwed this up. I mean, they had what it was. Then they came out with Revenge, which was just as good. Then No Mercy. And then like they had a bunch of other THQ, like... Uh, I think uh, was WrestleMania. So yeah, but it it started with World Tour, which was the WCW World Tour game, which is really like that game. There played a huge role in you and I becoming um, buddies. Like that, you remember the first time I think I ever came over to your house was a Super Bowl. Yep, um, one of the great Super Bowls ever, and we're playing this. <laughs> fucking game for four hours that's right it was broncos packers in the super bowl yeah. and, and helicopter game that's right we played the uh the wcw uh world tour game and then they came out with the wcw nwo revenge which was even better yep and then the wwf took that uh license or or they thq got the the deal with the wwf instead so that was when they picked up the wrestlemania game and then no mercy was like the last one and that to me was like the best game of all of them um yes just because like you could still update all the wrestlers attire which was really clutch because guys were constantly like changing their gimmicks all the time and stuff like that so it would kind of help you keep all the characters current but that what made that whole series so much better, I felt like, than any other wrestling game was it was like the perfect mix of being controls that were like easy to learn, and yet you could still play that game for six months and still learn new moves and figure out other little Easter eggs and things that you could do in the game. Yeah, I love the fact that you could steal the other person's finishing move. I think it was by selecting like A and B or. And there's like special like reverse techniques and whatnot, but it's how they screwed this up for like when the the next gen consoles came out. I mean, the blueprint was there, the controls were there. I just I don't understand how it didn't transfer over. I mean, they they had to have seen like with IGN.com or whatever would rate all the the best you know wrestling games of all time, and you know these would get like nine point five, nine point eight. You know, I think. No Mercy got like a perfect 10, which was like one of the rarest, you know, scores that the site gives out. And I, to, to this day, like I, even like the, the ones that just get now like released, it's not fun. I don't even want not, not even close. No. I'll say the one that I remember, and I don't think it was the best game, but I waited for months for, I think it was attitude oh maybe yes for playstation because this was the first one that had lot like action video and you could see like if you had a guy or someone came out or whatever it was they would have um like the intro video and the music play yep. which was next level at that point because we were so used to cartridge games but for whatever reason um going into that CD format allowed them to do like video and audio stuff that was not previously available. And I remember when I first saw that, like this was going to be available. I like pre-ordered it at the mall and I could not wait for this fucking game to come out. And it was good. I mean, it was an entertaining game. I don't know that the gameplay was quite, um, quite as good as some other ones, but, uh, that feature alone just sort of 
changed the game quite a bit. John, Is that a 2K game? No. Do you remember, was... John, do you remember the WWF games that came out before uh, the WrestleMania and No Mercy? Vaguely. There was I, a I, WWF I... Attitude game, and it sounds a lot like what Travis was describing. It was for the 64, though. But that game was the drizzling shits. <laughs> I remember you and I were like looking that game up online constantly, new screenshots, new rumors, everything else. And it was like, all right, it's finally here. And we, uh, we, we go to uh, finally buy it at uh, GameStop in the mall and bring it home. And it was terrible, but yeah, it was very disappointing. <sighs> wow. Bad I'm, I'm blanking on anything else. I don't, I know we ran down a lot there, but um, that's some good shit. I don't really want to get into like racing games. I know those like Gran Turismo. I used to play a lot. Um, I don't really consider those sports games. I know some people consider that a sport, but it's not quite the same. I don't think. Well, that Cruising USA. I remember playing that a lot. That's and, not uh, a sport game. Get out of here. Yeah, that was a great game, though. That was a good game. It though. was fun. I'll give you that. It was a fun game. Was that like the first game where you got to like sit in a car at the arcade? Oh yeah, I mean that was a like big the deal. wheel. Yeah, yeah, that and uh, I remember playing Wave Race '64. Oh a lot. yeah, on the jet that ski. Was, that was a lot of fun. Nuts. Yeah, every other game costs like fifty cents. That costs like four bucks to play. <laughs> Worth every penny. Oh no question. While Here, we're on the subject one. of sportsish games, I have one more I I need to uh, mention is uh, my other million dollar idea. Somebody needs to develop a, a modern version of, of a, a throwback on one of the modern consoles for the American gladiators. Oh, you can't tell me that like nitro and Gemini and turbo and ice and all the other gladiators from back then are like sitting around and would say, no, if you like, threw them a few bucks to like license their, their likeness on that game. And with all the retro craze now and everything else that's cool from back then, I'm telling you that game could make a fortune because they, they came out with um, an American gladiators game when that show was actually huge back in the early nineties. I don't know how much either one of you guys ever watched it. I watched it religiously on like Friday nights on Fox 19. I think it was before 19 was like the CBS affiliate even and they, the games that came out back then on, like, the Nintendo and the Super Nintendo were terrible. But, like, that to me always felt like it would be a perfect retro game that they could come out with now. And for people our age, you make it, like, a budget title or something for, like, the Xbox and the, and the PS4 or whatever. I feel like that would sell huge. Yeah, I, I, I'd play it for sure. Do we know that? Do those guys even for sure own their own like likenesses? Like, does Blaze own the Blaze personality? No idea. But whoever owns it, I guarantee you, if you <laughs> gave them uh, no clue, but that's a hell of an idea. Yeah, yeah. I, it, it 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 could not take much to get whoever would be necessary on board. Um. So. Yeah, because whoever it is sure isn't capitalizing on it. No, and it drives me nuts. And I still, to this day, will never forgive NBC for the absolute gagorshin that was their American Gladiators reboot about 10 years ago. 
Did you just drop a Gagorshin? That's exactly what I did. Okay. Just wanted to make sure I got that right. (laughs) That was not an accident. (laughs) No, No. I'm with you. That it it seems like a um, it seems like a fucking model that should just never stop being entertaining. But for whatever reason, they just fucked it up last time. Oh, that show. Well, they they put it in a studio that was half the size of like the original one. So like the hang tough event with like the rings was like four four rows of rings it was like you know it was basically over as soon as it started and they spent like half the show profiling the contenders and like half the weeks they wouldn't even show more than like four events and it was like nobody cares they want to watch some like 150 pound dude get like launched into space by a guy twice his size you know, and watch the gladiators go preening around and, and the gladiators are the star of the show and they completely missed the point of it. So, um, you know, other than putting Gina Carano on our TV every week, there was not a whole lot else that was redeeming about that show. See, they should have done it in like the Astrodome. Yeah, what else is that being used for? It's completely unused, like have like shit falling from the ceiling, like you could get hit by debris in the middle of a, of a match, like shit like that would be fantastic. Um, you know, ramp it up a little bit, make it more like a hardcore version. Also, what they should make again, guts. Tell me you wouldn't watch guts right now. I would play a guts video game too. Yeah, that's a hell of an idea. Like, how did some of how did that never get made into a game? Kids loved that show, and kids loved video games, and they loved pretending that they were athletic. I don't know, man. Ah, hindsight. Johnny, any other games that you wanted to mention? Uh, Def Jam, going back to THQ. Yes. That should tell you, that alone should tell you how good that engine was on those wrestling games. Was like, even after they lost the WWF license, they just brought in um, all the Def Jam rappers, and it was still as good. It was, I mean, just as good as um, No Mercy, which, I mean, that's, very, very difficult to do. And you know, I'm not really big on rap or whatever. I'm playing with Method Man and you know Red Man or whoever. And, Nori! And these, <laughs> and these moves are just completely off the wall. I mean, they, they would take everything that you loved about No Mercy and then just, just put, like, completely on steroids and just completely over the top on something that's already pretty much over the top. And it was just a, a great idea. And I don't think that game got a lot of love as it should have. That's a damn shame, because it was great. Glad you brought that one up. Um, Alright, I think I'm out of games. Any other stories or games that either of you guys wanted to bring up? I think that about does it. I'm sure I'll probably come up with a couple more over the next few days as I start thinking about it. But um, This was a nice little trip down memory lane. Absolutely. Everything I was hoping for. John, uh, thanks for joining us, man. This was fun. Yeah, anytime you guys want me back on, hopefully I don't uh, take away any of your uh, your audience, <laughs> you know, and you guys are still good to go. I, I certainly uh, have stuff. no concerns that that's happening because nobody's listening <laughs> to us anyway, so you can't subtract <laughs> and, uh, from zero. Hey, hey Travis, uh, a special shout-out to you. Uh, congratulations on the, uh, the 50 Miles with that bike ride uh, for for cancer. Um, oh, thanks, my man. A special note, you know, my my mom has uh, 
had uh, that evil bitch of cancer twice now, and and and, and she's beaten it. Um, but I know how it affects um, family, and you know, that's one thing that uh, you know cancer does not discriminate on on, on any race or, or anybody. And uh, what you did, especially with um, you're saying that your knees were were, were pretty uh, pretty sore. Or... Yeah, my knees never really do that well. But uh, yeah, 50 miles, man. That that's that's fucking awesome. Congratulations. But no, it was great. I appreciate, it, man. Yeah, it was great. I uh, <laughs> I did pretty good. I set my personal uh, my personal record this year for money raised. I almost hit. Um, I think last I checked, I was over 3,800. So I'm still knocking on the door to 4,000. I got a few more weeks. We'll see if I get there. But um, no, I was proud of what happened this year. It was a great time as always. It's like you said, it's it's a bitch, and it's something that until they figure out how to how to get rid of it. It's, it's something I'll do every year. Awesome. Great stuff, man. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us. Um, if you liked our show today, uh, want to stick with us. And this is your first time checking us out. Go subscribe. We're on Apple podcasts. We're on Google play. And we're also on stitcher. Um, you can dig into the archives of our show and catch up on all our past episodes on our website, thenailpodcast.com and go like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash thenailpodcast. We uh, always put up uh, every new episode there and we'll occasionally share some other links and good stories and fun stuff there. So our thanks again to John Warner uh, for joining us on a good trip down memory lane talking uh, sports video games. This was a lot of fun. Uh, We'll get back to probably the normal format next week. Uh, Might line up a guest. I know football's right around the corner, so we got uh, some good stuff to talk about there. Might even get into the Buckeyes. We'll have to see. But uh, for Travis Uli, I'm Tom Valentino. It's been The Nail in the Coffin, and we will talk to you again soon. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not, it's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily.